We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's the Fan's Afternoon Show. Tim Allen in for the gang here today. We've got uh, Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show after the last pitch tonight as you make the switch. But right now, it's Sam Schmitz and myself here in the Lakeland University studios. We're offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Okay, so uh, we had Adam McAlvey on uh, earlier today during the show, and, and we were just uh, everything Brewers, and I always enjoy our conversations uh, together over the years. And uh, I asked him about yesterday's game, and those of you, you know, some of uh, Brewers fans, Sam, we have to keep in mind they don't, and this is not a knock on any Brewers fans because, uh, you know, we just do it, I just do it because I love the team and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a guy that hangs on every pitch. Whether I do a, a, a post-game show or not in the future, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, whether I do that or not, I'm always a every-pitch guy anyway. You know, if I've got a family function or something, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm that weird, weird dude that has the little transistor radio in front of me. You know? So just kind of, you know, really following everything. So yesterday... You know, the Brewers uh, down one in, in the ballgame. Uh, Taylor Rogers in the le- He's a left-hander. And you know how Council is against, look at his lineup today. Because there's a lefty on the hill for the Dodgers. He's got Mike Brasso, a right-handed hitter, as his cleanup hitter. So, okay, he loves analytically uh, analytics offensively. But <laughs> with regards to, um, you know, on the mound, Taylor Rogers crucial situation keep the game right there brewers down one a couple of men on and the right-handed hitting albert pujols is coming up and i thought boy what a great spot to kind of really do old school kind of bullpen management rogers had already faced the three batter minimum you had you had boxberger was he ready i and that was the caveat Uh, was he hurt or was he down that day or, or whatever but so Adam Adam came up with a pretty good answer, and that's why we have guys like that on. And he had said, well, they really kind of want to go with, this was his response, they kind of want to go with Taylor Rogers as a full-inning pitcher, not just a situational lefty. And so I get that, and uh, it didn't work out. Pujols with a three-run home run, game over. I mean, that's, that, that's game right there. So Adam opposed that to, uh, is, this, is this how this video is set up, this audio is set up? Uh, he posed that to Craig Council, Sam? He did. He asked him during the pregame, yeah. All right, well, let's check this out. This is from Adam McAlvey just a short time ago. Craig, was there any reason beyond matchups that Boxberger didn't pitch and see this? Um, the first day we were giving him a break, but other than that, we were, he, was, he was available yesterday and 
but didn't use him yet. Do you see Rodgers as a guy that you, you is a, a full inning guy like Boxberger and Williams? Yeah. Or yeah. you don't like matching up in his outings, right? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, we need in it, we need relievers to pitch innings for sure. Um, and, and he's and he's done it at a high level. With how uh, Matt Bush has been pitching his last couple of appearances, how what kind of options has he become, and how you can sequence like that, the back? Yeah, I mean, I think Matt's doing a heck of a job, and um, he's just he's adding to our to our depth, and I think he can pitch in the big he can pitch in big innings, and he's showing that. Um, we'll keep him in that spot. Going back to what Adam was asking about Rogers, with the Rogers pools just from yesterday, is the thinking there that if you go to a righty, it's lefties, or it's lefties, well, if you go to righty, that they'll just switch it up and still have the platoon advantage, and you kind of just trust Rogers there. Uh, that's part of it, yeah. But I would say I trust Rogers there, period. But but they did they did have they did have Nolan Gorman in the bench. Yeah. Yeah, but it, see again, and and I thought about that with Gorman, the lefty on 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 the bench. If you bring in the right-hander, I I don't know if Marmel, the manager of the Cardinals, was going to pull Pujols uh, back. I, I just I, I would find that hard to believe. Sam, would do you think Marmel would have pulled Pujols in that situation after already hitting a home run earlier in the day? I think he would have rolled the dice in another at bat, and then hoping that you know it would have gone later on in the game, and he could use them again against the left-hander. Yeah, yeah, and and so interesting there that now uh, again it's something to keep an eye on for Brewers baseball. If you're really a nerd like me that really watches every pitch and situation, be be on the lookout for a situation in which Craig Council does lift Rogers. That will be interesting if there's a situation similar to that that comes up, and probably there will be. Does he still stay with Rogers? with the game on the line, with a fresh righty ready to go and go situational. So I guess it's a little bit of a chess match between these managers. Uh, if you want to pick a lane and jump in here, 414-677-1250. That's the new numbers. I think everyone's getting used to those at 414-677-1250. And uh, we have uh, Notebook Mike on Friday's uh, – Third runner-up, the the bronze medal winner of draft lottery from Friday. Hello, Mike. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, we can always hear you. You're so quiet, Jim. Every time I think he hung up on me, like Sparky does. Uh, <laughs> Friday's mock draft, and I got my four today picks. Uh, I'm protesting it, and you will be served papers. <laughs> the fan will be served papers. This week. That's funny. Now that's I need funny. A re- I need a redemption this week whenever you can get me in. Now, <laughs> give me Joe Girardi. Oh, Joe Never Girardi. Never thought of that, eh? Gotcha. All right. That's a good one. Average Joe's dodgeball team. Average Joe. Okay. I okay. Like I it. thought we were just going with, you know, like no, athletes. The, and right, I didn't know I, we were going with, like, you know, we went with Joe Zanzola, we went broadcasters and all that. Yeah, yeah, I should have made yeah, that clear. It's, it's, just Joe's in the sports world. Okay, yeah, right. I would have done I mean, that. There ain't a lot of, you know, Joe's out there. Well, there's a I ton. had Joe DiMaggio, but you stole that. Okay, now the last two are great. Joe Cap, I think he was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vikings. He was. 
And to top it off, smoking Joe Frazier. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Not bad, huh? That's pretty good. Now, I don't think it ranks there with Joe Zenzola, but, I mean, it's close. That's my boy. <laughs> Joe Zenzola's my boy. We used to talk for, like, two minutes when I'd call in. He'd give you two he, minutes? He works at Hyundai, right? I'm not sure where he works. Yeah, he, he took a job at Hyundai. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to stop in and see him someday. Well, now, be on the lookout. Next time I fill in on the show, we're going to do um, the the name Mike around the sports world. And we'll see oh, if you actually uh, land in the draft. There's a ton of Mikes. You well, know, there's, there's a ton of Mikes. Mike in West Dallas, Painter Mike, Notebook Mike. Okay. There's just a ton. Oh, okay. So not non-sports and sports. It's all of Mike's, yes. Well, I mean, whoever takes Michael Jordan wins the draft, and then well, whoever made... takes Michael Jackson next has, like, the second best chance. Well, I don't know, and Mike and Ike. You got to throw the notebook Mike in there, too. I mean, That's I right. guess. Maybe for the last pick, yeah. Okay, my last comment. I'm coming up in my 30 seconds. This is kind of trivia. I want you to guess the movie it was in. But oh, I had a premonition before I called you. I really think Christian Yelich will hit a home run tonight. I think Babe Ruth came into his room last night Jeez. and gave him a little pep talk. <laughs> and I'll hang up and you tell me what movie that was in. But If you head south on 94, you get past Highway 50 and 165, <laughs> and you get right across the border there into Illinois, and you can partake to your heart's content. Thank you, Mike. Should we wow. um, should we go to I'm another phone pre- call there? Yeah, let's let's do it. But I'm done predicting what Christian Yelich is going to do because it, uh, I shouldn't say that because every damn time it happens tonight, game will be tied or Brewers down one or you know maybe up one. Clutch two men on one out. I'm always thinking that t- now's the time. All right, it's going to happen right now. Let's go now, right now. It's going to happen, and and it just doesn't. But I I have this gravitational pull that still. I'm I'm with Mike a little bit on that. That I just I keep thinking it's going to happen. I don't know. Let's see. All right, let's go out to the phone lines once again. Once again, four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. If you guys want to join, in. let's get out to Dave on the north side. Dave, you're on the fan. Me? Yes, sir. Yes. Well, first of all, let my notebook Mike know that Charlie Root is no longer pitching, so there's no predictions for Yelich to hit a home run. Um, <laughs> You know, Tim, I got a lot of criticisms about Craig Council, and you know that. But lately, here's one that's been bothering me, and and I knew this. It was almost predictable that Pujols was going to hit this home run in that he had nobody warming up in the bullpen. And he's been doing that. I mean, I went to to the the last game last Friday where they won 5-1 against uh, the Reds. But the thing is, whoever was pitching got into a jam, and it's like he just doesn't. He, he will not. He will not get somebody up and throwing until the damage is already done. And it this was another case of that happening. You know, he he's he's notorious for saying, "Well, this is your inning. Go get it." And and I just. I just, you know, they, they, Pujols walks up to the plate. He's got a 327 batting average against lefties. And you play the lefty-righty thing with two guys that hit home runs, 
and pull them because he throw in a lefty pitcher. Mm-hmm. And but but now it's the situation's reversed and you won't do it. I I, I just. It, it just seems that what's good for one thing isn't good for the other. It, the guy baffles me. He really does. I'm with you, so. Dave. I, I completely disagree why the analytics take precedent when, when the Brewers are on offense, but it's totally ignored when the Brewers are pitching. Well, you know, Soup pick, pitched great, and, you know, this, we're going to have <laughs> to keep putting up with this guy. Until, but, but Dave, it know, is it, it is it, it it's one of the reasons I think why why Council is a player's manager, and there's something to be said about that. There there is. Um, I mean, there's a little to be said about that. He dropped off. Yeah, I I do think that. You know, they players love playing for Craig Council. They do, and and sometimes when you get a bullpen uh, arm warming up right behind you. It's sort of this, I don't know, this this unwritten kind of kind of knock on that bullpen guy. It's, it's almost like you have no confidence in him if you're going to do that. And I think this is the other thing. Council, I, I think, is a better manager when he can make some moves and move chess pieces around the board. And that's why I think the DH really took an asset away from Craig Council. It did. He was one of the best, if not the best, in baseball at handling uh, substitutions and pinch hits and pinch runners and double switches and defensive replacements. That all plays a part, and, and it's all, a lot of times, it's based on a non-DH. Well, now with the DH in there and a three-man three minimum by bullpen arms, it, it, did, it did knock down a, a, an asset that he had. And, and I think that, you know, yesterday's situations, situation was one of those in which the DH didn't matter at that point. Now it was all you counts. Now you do your thing. Go move the pieces here. And he just didn't move the piece. He, he just, you heard the answer there. It was, hey, he's pitched like this at a high level. A, a three uh, or a full inning, three hitters at the very least, but lefty, righty didn't matter. Well, the high level might be, in his career he has for sure. Rogers has. But in terms at a, at a high level this year, it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I think he's better than what he's showing. Uh, I think you back him down on the, on the high leverage stuff just for now. And maybe the timing is good a little bit later on. Uh, Trav in uh, Brown Deer. What's going on, Trav? How's it going? Love you guys. All these analytics or whatever, go with your gut, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, he, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, I just want to say something, you know, that's what the Brewers anyway, and, and Craig, just go with your gut. You know, it's just like the jug machine or whatever Gary and them were talking about. You, the velocity, you still got to catch the ball, right? Yeah, Hello? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jordan Love, I think uh, he had the happy feet, you know, uh, a little bit. He made he made some nice throws in the bread basket. But a lot of his, what I've seen of him, his uh, balls were not uh, uh, targets, you know. I mean, they, they were wobbly, not darts, you know. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know. Yeah. So, and if Tom Clemens is going to work, you know, if, if he's got arm strength, you got to uh, have a lame duck up there. And I've yeah. seen a lot on that on uh, Friday. Yeah, so. you can't throw be throwing wounded ducks out there. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Trav, thank, thanks for the call. Yep. Sam, you want thank to tell you. him you love him? 
Well, yeah. I think more importantly, I already did, Tim, if you were listening. But more importantly, Trav. I love you, too. Yeah. Tim just wanted to mention that. I love you guys. Love yeah. you, too. <laughs> All right, bye. Jeez. What? You guys. All right. I'm a man, Tim. I'm not afraid to show some emotion. Uh, Matt LaFleur uh, did talk. This was earlier today. And uh, he kind of recapped uh, uh, some tidbits here, some news and notes up there in Green Bay. And certainly some comments about the game uh, over the weekend. And the good news is, is that, you know, the Packers have projecting uh, that Watson is going to go ahead and, and be ready to go week one. That's what I get out of these moves. Elkton Jenkins, uh, again, p- probably ready for week one. And uh, Robert Tunyon, ready to go. The other, On the other hand, Bakhtiari wasn't in that group. Uh, that was taken off the pup list. So we'll get some comments from Coach Lafleur in just a second here. If you guys want to jump in, 414-677-1250. And Brewers with a huge game tonight. I mean, big, big, big game tonight. And a big series. It certainly is. A uh, uh, four-game set against the Dodgers. The game gets underway, 7-10 tonight. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. And we'll be... Talking some Brewers baseball, and I don't know, depending on what Christian Yelich does tonight, maybe it'll be more Christian Yelich conversation. O for his last 23, that means O for the Cardinals series. In fact, I'll go you one further, he didn't even draw a walk in that series. He, didn't, he did not get on base in the entire St. Louis Cardinals series, and I've been saying uh, you know, over the weekend, thanks, Christian. Eh, once in a while, you have bad series. I, I get that, but... Uh, some of these guys need to step up, and he definitely is one of them as he's uh, starting to spiral down once again. Uh, struggles continue. And, and just earmark Wednesday as the, the date, the 17th of August. You have to go go back 60 days, and within that 60 days, you have one home run, which uh, our conversation with Adam Calvi said it was perplexing to him as well, knowing that a bunch of games were at American Family Field, which is a lefty hitter's friendly ballpark it's tough to figure out guys it really is but as uh notebook mike said his dream babe ruth came to him in his dream today and christian yelich is going to hit a home run tonight i swear if notebook mike is the one to turn things around for him (laughs) i don't know what to believe in anymore in this world (laughs) no doubt all right you want to get to a break or or get to lafleur here let's hit a break and then we'll hear from the packers head coach Let's do that as uh, the afternoon show continues, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Super pitch, great. Welcome back. The Fan Afternoon Show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz says, uh, well, we got a little bit of time here. We'll get to uh, Matt LaFleur here in just a second. He spoke to the media a short time ago. And uh, if you guys want to jump in, uh, we do have a little time, 414-677-1250. We were talking fantasy football. I really enjoyed that, Sam. That was the icebreaker for me this year to uh, get into fantasy football conversation, not only with you and I, but with Ian Harditz of Pro Football Focus. And I've talked to him, you know, uh, once or twice every year for, I don't know, close to a decade here. And uh, Fantasy Football Weekly, as always, uh, that's going to fire up a week before the season starts. The first show will be Sunday morning, September 4th, and we'll get you ready to go. But a lot of you guys have your drafts all set and, you know, what time is it and what platform it's going to be on. Is it going to be a live draft, an online draft? 
you know, et cetera. But uh, Mike wanted to uh, jump in here and ask a uh, fantasy football question. Yeah, how's it going, Tim? Are you there? Yeah, what's happening, Mike? Yeah, so I got the second pick uh, in an ESPN draft tonight. And I call me crazy, but I'm really leaning towards Najee Harris. You know, I look at Austin Eckler. I think there's going to be a big touchdown regression there. I don't see him scoring 20 touchdowns again this season. Derrick Henry is 28. He has a bad offensive line. They took away his best weapon uh, in uh, A.J. Brown. McCaffrey, he basically hasn't played football in two years. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he's getting older. You know, he's always playing banged up all the time. And Joe Mixon doesn't play on third downs. And I look at Najee Harris. You know, he's got fresh legs. He's going to get a ton of carries. And they have some major weapons offensively at wide receivers, so I don't think that teams can really stack the box against them. Am I crazy for wanting to take Najee Harris at two after Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, yeah, maybe. And I I think, you know, you you could have the hindsight, you know, in a couple months you could look back and say, wow, it's just such a crappy team. Pittsburgh has, you know, they're okay, but – you know what if what if they're not what if, what if they're a bad team they're about a 500 team they're always playing from behind that means it takes it takes that running game out of out of the situation out of the scenario Harris is a good pick don't get me wrong I don't I don't know if it's a top two if I get the two I'm going with McCaffrey and I'm just going to roll the dice you heard Ian what Ian Hart had said and I agree with him dude's young. I mean, he's young. He's not coming off the ACL he's, he's, or a shoulder or anything major. He's, he's coming off an ankle. And, and I think that, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's through the air. He's everything. He's an everything guy. I think the ceiling is way higher for McCaffrey. I, I would agree, Tim, but I just I don't know if I can take that injury risk there because <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if yeah. you're taking a top three pick, and, he, and he's just gone the rest of the season after two games, I have a hard time believing I would have a chance of winning the championship at that point. And, you know, you, and we'll get one, one other thing, too. You talk about Najee Harris, you know, when they're playing from behind. He had 74 catches last year. He did. He did. The PPR, back. that's going to come in handy. That, that will come in handy. I, you know, if you're worried about the injury, I guess Harris is the safer pick. Um, and, and a guy like Joe Mixon, let me just add this, I think he had his career year last year. Yeah. So those numbers will regress a little bit, but still he'll be he'll be uh, quite the running back. But Sam, what do you think on on Harris over McCaffrey? My only concerns about Najee are just the offensive line was really bad last year, and he kind of volumed his way into being a top running back. And I feel like the offensive line got even worse than it was last year. I don't think they even improved at all in any positions on the offensive line. And on top of that, I mean, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger was on the edge of retirement, and he's gone now. But, I mean, is Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett going to be able to keep feeding Najee Harris that volume that he saw last year? I'm just I'm too nervous about the offensive line and the, the quarterbacks. Now, number two, no, but, you know, but like later in the first round, 10th, 12th. Eighth, eighth or 10th, right. somewhere in there. Yeah. Later in the first round, I'd be much more comfortable taking Najee. All right, fair enough. I, Mike, I let me let me know how yeah. let me know what you did though. Stay in touch. I know you will, but let let, let us know which one you went with. <laughs> will do. All right. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. And you know, sometimes you got to go against the grain and got to go with your gut also. 
much like we we gripe about Craig Council going with it, you know this this uh, all all the the numbers and the analytics and this metric says you should do this, and then we want him to go with his gut sometimes. Well, that's sometimes what you you have to do in fantasy football, and fantasy football Super Bowls are won by taking a flyer on a guy and going against the grain like that. I yeah, could, I could see it. It's just there's other proven running backs that have already kind of done it with the same amount of volume that Najee saw last year. Like, we didn't even mention Austin Eckler. He's in a much yeah. better offense with a much better quarterback. I don't know. There's just other guys before Najee that I'd feel more comfortable. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fired up about the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, they, they look poised and ready to go. Uh, and, and Justin Herbert, I've been a fan of his since he stepped onto a football field in the NFL, game one. That dude's good. That dude, in fact, I, I think I said this last year. I think at one point in his career, he will be the best NFL quarterback in the game. So when that happens, I'm not sure, but he will be the best quarterback in football. Uh, and I, it's tough to compare him to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but he's got some Aaron Rodgers in him. He does. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch that, especially not just the Chargers, the AFC West as a whole. All right, speaking of football, let's uh, get to uh, Coach LaFleur. He spoke to the media earlier today. Well, there he is, Coach Matt LaFleur, earlier today, getting you up to speed. Packers and, what, uh, Saints going at it on Friday, preseason game number two of three. And uh, keep it here on the fan, Wendy's Big Show, all over Packers football, Bart in the morning. This show right here, uh, the Fan Afternoon Show. Up next, uh, Brewers lineup is out for game number one of a four-game set against the Dodgers, as well as the Dodgers. uh, Interesting news without one of their big starters, and we'll give you the details on that next here, 1250 AM, The Fan. Final couple of minutes of the Fans Afternoon Show and uh, news from American Family Field or news from the L.A. Dodgers, and they lose a big arm down the stretch. And I'm never going to celebrate about somebody getting hurt, but it is a little bit of an advantage for the postseason National League teams as uh, the Dodgers down one starter. That is right, Tim. Uh, Walker Bueller, Dodgers pitcher, is going to have season-ending elbow surgery, according to Robert Murray. And he was the one that tweeted out laughing at the Brewers. Yeah, like the Brewers, we were worried about them, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no no, no doubt. And the Brewers lineup, again, facing a lefty, Urias, uh, we have a, um, well, a steady cleanup hitter against a lefty. This will be the third consecutive game. He's in the, I'm sorry, not leadoff, cleanup. Did yeah. I say leadoff? Yeah, cleanup. Third consecutive game against a lefty that uh, Mike Brasso is in the cleanup spot. Yeah, unfortunately, Tim. Uh, batting leadoff for your Milwaukee Brewers in left field, Christian Yelich batting second at shortstop, Willie Adamas batting third at DH, Andrew McCutcheon in the cleanup spot, as you mentioned, Mike Brasso at third base today. Hunter Renfro will be batting fifth in right field. Rowdy Telez is in the lineup, batting sixth at first base. Then Luis Urias batting seventh at second base. Victor Caratini behind the plate in the eighth spot, and Tyrone Taylor in center field batting ninth. Yeah, so interesting. Rowdy Telez not on the bench. He is in against the lefty. I like that part of the lineup. I don't like the Brasso in the cleanup. That should be Hunter Renfro, don't you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think Hunter Renfro is thinking? What the I, hell? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I know Brasso's got a decent batting average, but 
You get one man on, and it brings up Mike Brasso. You get one man on, and it brings up Hunter Renfro. Little different feel in the bottom of the first inning. One man gets on, Yelly, Willie, or McCutcheon, and then you'd have Hunter Renfro up there with a chance to go go yard and, and go up two. No, that, just saying. We will talk more about the uh, Brewers in this ball game tonight on the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show as uh, the Brewers take on the Dodgers, 7-10 first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here, as you've been doing for 17 years. And uh, I want to thank Ian Harditz for joining us today, Pro Football Focus, also Dennis Krause from Spectrum Sports, and uh, then Adam McAlvey, who threw that question out there to uh, Craig Council. And I don't know if that's the answer we expected, but sort of in the ballpark, don't you think? Yeah, about that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to uh, Sam Schmitz. Uh, For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. Talk to you tonight after the game. Have a good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.